Mishnah Gimel. Antignus ish soichai kiva mishimina tzadik. Antignus ish soichai received the Torah from Shimina tzadik. Who yaimer he would say, Alti yuki avadim hamisham shin esarava manas lakal of ras. Do not be like servants who serve their master for the sake of reward. Pras from a lushan of a prusa, like a slice of bread or a portion. You should be like servants who serve their master, not for the sake of reward, but because they enjoy the service itself. And may the fear of God be upon you. So first let's note that before the focus was on Misarua. Right? And so on and so forth. But here we switch from the emphasis being on the teacher giving over to the student receiving. And as we pointed out before, with the with that period ending, prophecy ended. And therefore, not everything that the teacher wanted to give over could be given. And here where you start to see a fall off. So it's only in as much as the receiver can receive, that's how much was transmitted. So Moshe, Kibbal Tarmisinah, Misarli Yeshua, gave it over to Yeshua who had prophecy. So there's the focus is on the giver, whereas here the focus is on the receiver. And he says, don't serve God. Again, we all know the ideal way to serve Hashem is out of Ava, out of love, pure love of Hashem. But he tells his students, don't serve Hashem for the sake of getting reward. Now, let's examine that. What would happen if you did serve Hashem for the sake of reward? There are conflicting Gemaras. One Gemara says, You should always serve Hashem, do the right things with the wrong intentions or the suboptimal intentions, because once you get in the practice of doing the right actions, and famously, the Vilna Gain points out, why does it say, someone should always engage in Torah Mitzvah What the Vilna Gain says is that in a post-Eitzadas world, after the original sin, there is no such thing as a purely altruistic intention. Once the Yitzhahar is inside of us, we can move our intentions more lishma and more lishma and more lishma, but we'll never make it to 100%. So there's always a certain element. Again, it's a spectrum, and a mitzvah is done on the shalai lishma versus lishma spectrum, which will never get 100% lishma, but constantly move towards the lishma end of this, this spectrum. But there is another Gemara that says, it's better that he not been born. So Taisus asks this question in multiple times in Shas, in Tainus, Rosh Hashanah, and Nazir. And Taisus says that there's two levels of Shalai Lishma. If someone does something in order to be oppositional, to be defiant, what Taisus calls Lakanter, to be antagonistic to the Torah, that's Nayach Lai Nivra. It was better that he was not created. However, someone just does it for the sake of Gaiva, for the sake of being called a Rav, right? For ego purposes, then it's Mataishalishma. If it's for your own reward, right? If it's for the case we have over here, for your own reward, that would be a Mitaishalishma Balishma. But if it is for the sake of being oppositional and defiant and antagonistic to those who are serving Hashem properly, that is never better you should not have ever been created. Now the Gemara elsewhere also is Mechalik between a Jew and a guy. And the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah discusses where someone gives tzedakah for the sake of, right? Typically we have a din 
that if someone gives stuck or so that my son will live, or that I'll get an Lamhaba, the Gemara says, I raise it the Gemara asks over there from Achashir's son, Artach Shasta, who let them build the base of Mikdash and donated to the cause, but said, Do it so you could pray for me, that the Gemara is not okay with. And the Gemara says that there's a difference between a Yisrael and an Akum, that Yisrael, even though he has ulterior motives, if those ulterior motives don't come true, he still is happy that he did the mitzvah. Whereas the Akum mitzvah is purely contingent upon those ulterior motives, and that's why it's not considered an independent um, good deed. Now, the Gemara in Tainus tells us that Rabbi Yechanan found Rish Lakish's son, and he said, what Pasuk are you learning? And he said, Aser Tisaser. And he, he says, well, he asked Rabbi Yechanan, why the double lashes? Rabbi Yechanan said, Aser Bishvil Shetisasher. Give Staka so that you should get wealthy. Right? And as we pointed out before, Melach Maman Chaser, the preservative of wealth, is to give staka. So give staka for the purpose of getting wealthy. So here, there's an active purpose. It's almost the Torah telling us, so to speak, give staka so you get wealthy. So the Gemara continues, and he said, is that true? Will you get wealthy if you give staka? So Rabbi Eichelin said, why don't you test Hashem? So that Rish Lakish's son sharply retorted, is it mutter to test Hashem? It says, Leisen you're not allowed to test Hashem. So Rabbi Yechman says, Chutz mizu, save for this mitzvah where Hashem actually entreats us to test him. Hashem says, test me. If I will not open the storehouses of the heaven. So when it comes to tzedakah, not only are you allowed to give tzedakah so that you will be wealthy or so that you'll, uh, your son will be healed, but you can even test Hashem whether you will gain more wealth through it. Right? And of course, um, Rav Hutner points out in Pachad Yitzchak that the world was created, Yesh Me'ayin, when Hashem created the world. That was the ultimate ask, act of Chesed. Hashem creates the world so that He could be good to other people. And therefore, embedded in creation is that those who follow in this way and do Chesed and give Tzedakah, they will also get a Yesh Me'ayin. So if the world comes into existence ex nihilo for the sake of Chesed, giving Tzedakah, will also have that effect. So again, it comes out, we really have three levels. One is pure lishma, and that is the highest way of doing a mitzvah for the sake of Hashem, for loving Hashem. Number two, would have some sort of ego involved. That's what we will say, and finally three, lekanter, where you're doing it to be antagonistic. You're learning Torah just to um, be difficult with other people, which again, think about it, is the opposite of the chesed. It's the opposite of getting along with people. There, it's better you will not be created because the purpose of creation is to be in harmony with other people. Now, interestingly, this statement was misconstrued by the Talmidim. So Tzadik and Bai says to Talmidim of Antignes and Shtoicha, he heard this statement, Don't serve Hashem for the sake of reward. And they misunderstood it to mean there is no reward. And therefore they started their own religion called the Stukim and Baisusim, the Gemara tells us, where they believed in Torah Sav and not Torah Peh, all based on a misunderstanding of the sentence. And I have a very huge problem with that Gemara. I don't understand. They heard this sentence. They misunderstood it to say there's no reward. Now, can I ask you a question? Before you go off and start your religion, why don't you just clarify the statement with your Rebbe? Right? Like they misheard the statement and then they just went off and started a new religion because they thought there is no Scharvainish, there is no reward. And then they completely started a new religion. Go check with the statement. 
And I believe the answer is based on something we said in the Hakdama. In the Hakdama, we said that if all of this is Torah Misenai, what is each Tana introducing with his memory? And we said that each Tana focused on a particular Mida and built out that Mida and developed that character within himself and was able to express that Mida in the most articulate, succinct, and efficient way possible. That means what Antignus Ishtoyche spent his life doing was living in a way of but serve Hashem as if there is no reward. That means if you lived in Antignus Ishtoyche's base medrash and you learned from him, it would be quite possible that you'd feel there is no reward because he had so perfected his love for Hashem and so perfected his avoidance Hashem to be in a way that doesn't indicate any reward, right? He served Hashem as if there were no, were no reward. That's what he spent all day trying to do in his Avaitis Hashem. That was the Mida, that was the characteristic he developed in his Avaitis Hashem, is to serve Hashem in a way that it's not contingent upon any reward. If you were his Talmud and you spent day in and day out with him, you might well think that there is no reward because you wouldn't see any expression in his actions. So it's not just that they came to Shir one day and they misheard him. They saw his entire life was designed as if there is no reward because the reward and punishment had nothing to do with Antigna Shishtoichoi's frame of mind and his Avayz Hashem. His Avayz Hashem was solely based on Ava. And these two Talmidim, something in Baisas, who didn't have that Ava were just left with a service of Hashem that has no reward. But the balance to that Ava is always zero, and that's why we finish the Mishnah with the Himayr Shemayim Aleichem, that even if you're doing things out of love for Hashem, you still have to have the fear of heaven. And again, there is a Kabbalah from the Vilna Gain, that there's three types of Yira. One is being afraid of an Einish in this world. Two is Gehenim. But three, the highest level of Yira, the Yira Sarayim, is being fear, fearful of Hashem's essence, on the truth, the awesome omnipresence of Hashem, that itself should engender fear. And as we see, again, you have this beautiful balance in this Mishnah between the Ava, we should serve Hashem out of Ava, but that should not detract at all from the Yiras Hashem.